What is good? Welcome to Spiritville Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life, and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. Hello, hello. If you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, this is your sign. Go ahead and do that now. When you subscribe, don't stop there. Actually, go visit julianapage.com and click on the podcast page. When you fill out the form on that page, you actually get a free gift from me. So make sure that you show some love, you share an episode with a friend, you share the words that people can be encouraged and uplifted, and you can get a free gift as well. Also, when you're at julianapage.com, You can check out Life Coaching Services. I do have some openings here for the next quarter. So if you want to check that out, you actually can book a free discovery call, which is really valuable to make sure that you get positioned in the right offer. And there also is something called Courage Co. Courage Co. is a virtual community with different levels of access from free challenges to a monthly masterclass, and also one of my personal faves, the God's Vibes Masterminds, where you can work through spirit-driven success and all sorts of other tools to really help you grow spiritually and do your personal development work. I care about entrepreneurs and people growing their businesses, but I care more about people growing themselves. So if you want to grow in a way that can fit your current season, your schedule, and your budget, go check out Courage Co. With that, let's go ahead and dive in. So today we're going to talk about something I find really interesting. I actually met with a girlfriend, and this is how this got on my radar. I've done something similar to this, but I really loved the outline. And this is something that I have taken myself through and something that I find really valuable when you could just use a solid reset in your life or even just a refresh, right? So the summer is a great time to do that. There's all sorts of fun energy and exciting things happening. And of course, you can make some space for you. So if you don't currently have a practice of doing that, this is your reminder to create space in your life to prioritize Y-O-U. So what I'm introducing today is called the Clarity Challenge. The Clarity Challenge. Now you hear challenges, right? And you'll think about, oh, like a a diet of some kind or a workout of some kind, right? But you don't always hear the word clarity. Clarity is also known, there, there's different definitions of this, but clarity is also known as a quality of purity or transparency. 
It's a quality of being easy to see or to hear. There's like a sharpness to it. And as you can imagine, this is really important to be clear in your life. So the word of God will tell us things like, let your yes be yes and your no be no. When it comes to decision making, you can probably imagine if you can be that clear in your decisions, your relationships become that much more clean or you don't overcommit yourself or undercommit yourself. You just say yes to what your divine action items are or your divine inspiration is and you take steps of obedience and you say no to the things that don't line up with that, right? When you're clear, you can actually do that. So you can also imagine how this would affect you and what you decide to engage in or not, right? When you are clear, right? The, the word of God also says it this way, without vision, the people perish. So when you don't have vision, for example, when you don't have clarity about your purpose, you can actually fall into self-focus. That's where we hear the common word narcissism and narcissist and we all have a degree of that, right? But it can become unhealthy when you're very like self-involved and self-focused. And if you don't have a vision, if you don't have a, a, a way to, to really give back and to serve, you are going to be self-involved to some degree. So think about that. Clarity. It's really import, important for your purpose, for your destiny, for your relationships, for your communication, for you going after and creating what you are here to create. In order to release heaven on earth, for example, you also have to have clarity on what that even means and how to do that. What tools are available to you? For example, the word of God, <laughs> prophecy, right? And, and being able to hear and be led by God and understanding what that's like personally, experientially for you, right? And, and actually taking ownership of your development. You can gain clarity the more you are consistent in investing in growing and learning and evolving, okay? So some synonyms of the word clarity, if this will help you start thinking through this a little bit more. Accuracy, brightness, certainty, directness, precision, and simplicity. And I don't know about you, but the more simple I make things, the easier it is for me to show up, the easier it is for me to accomplish tasks, the easier it is to just see things all the way through. If I can just simplify it, it makes it so much easier to show up. Okay, so clarity is important. Now, if you slap a challenge on there, you can see the goal of a clarity challenge is to become more clear, to be more sensitive to the revelation that God is pouring into you and the insight and the wisdom and the discernment, the different things that God is highlighting in this season to you, right? To become more clear on, on what the season is about and what God has you focusing on and maybe what to let go of or what to set aside. So for example, you could be really invested in building and growing a business, but he might really want you to be building and growing community. And can you pivot and actually trust him, right? But the more clear you are, the easier it is to make those decisions. And it, the easier it is to surrender and to trust and be present to what God is doing and partnering with him in that, okay? So there's two scriptures that have come up recently before I bring this all together here. 
There's one that came up in my study time and it was so cool how it actually translated into a class that I was a part of the other day. And there was a question that was prompted to this class about how can you be more bold in sharing the good news or how could you be more bold in contending for healing? Okay. And so the scripture that I actually had been studying or that God put on my heart was 1 Corinthians 3.16. And it says this, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? How powerful is that? God dwells in you. Okay. Super powerful. Now, the Passion Translation says it slightly different, which I love. It says, don't you realize that together you have become God's inner sanctuary and that the Spirit of God makes his permanent home in you? Now, if someone desecrates God's inner sanctuary, God will desecrate him. For God's inner sanctuary is holy, and that is exactly who you are. So, The reason that I'm highlighting this scripture is we don't often walk around acting like we house the Holy Spirit, like we're a home of God and that we can actually connect with God, right? God can't be closer than living on the inside of you, right? And we can connect with God every day, but sometimes we make it something that's so far out or so... uh, unreachable, that we can't access it, but that's not true. And the great thing about this is, is that life isn't entirely up to you. You're not left to your own thoughts or your own emotions or your own strength or your own ideas, right? Like you actually have the spirit of God on the inside of you, making a home in you. You have a partner, you have an advocate, (laughs) everything that God has access to, you do too. Okay, that I'd imagine would make you walk around a little bit different. Okay, now the other one that I want to highlight is Psalm 119, 130. And it says this, the entrance of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Okay, so when it comes to clarity, God's word is designed to pierce anything that's false, to literally shatter any lie in your life. It's meant to bring clarity. It's meant to highlight what is possible to you and what you have access to, okay? So the entrance of God's word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Now think about it this way. If you are not putting any of God's word on the inside of you, then what clarity do you actually have? right? What are you left to? If you're not actually storing up the word in you, then what is being revealed to you? What truth are you actually walking in? What is being revealed to you? You're you're more susceptible to darkness and just accepting that as normal when you don't have light, okay? So the word of God is what actually brings clarity to your life, okay? So when it comes to the clarity challenge, you have an idea of what clarity is now and you have some truth to back that up, (laughs) okay? You are a home of the Holy Spirit and God's Spirit gives witness to what is true, okay? But the entrance of God's word in you, the more you study God's word, the more you meditate on it day and night, the more light you access, the more clearly you can see, okay? And you can imagine how important that is to every aspect of your life, 
Okay. So the clarity challenge is a 30 day challenge. All right. What I recommend doing is getting a notebook for this challenge. Okay. This could be a small notebook. It could be a little one subject from, you know, the local grocery store, the dollar store, whatever you got to do. It doesn't have to be that complicated, but the key is to get a notebook specifically for this challenge and to have a start and an end date. Okay. I'm going to start the challenge on this day. I'm going to count 30 days out and I'm going to follow this process that I'm going to break down for you for 30 days. The goal here again is to get more clarity so that you can show up boldly and confidently one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time. Okay. So in this spiral, the breakdown each day, you're going to spend 15 minutes. Okay. One of my mentors says, if you don't have 15 minutes for you, you don't have a life. Okay? And you need to make it happen. There's no excuses here. This is non-negotiable. Like if you legit want clarity in your life, you've got to make space for it. Period. No excuses, right? Like it ain't going to happen if you don't make space for it. That simple. Okay? And I would argue if you don't make space for it, then you don't really value it and just be honest about that. All right. So, got the spiral, block in 15 minutes charting it out 30 days on the calendar because this is what we're going to do every day. Now you can decide when you want to do this. If you want to do it at the beginning of your day, if you want to do it during the lunch hour, if you want to do it during a break, if you want to do it at nighttime before you go to sleep, on you. You get to decide. You have some freedom there. But what you're going to do, you're going to ask yourself three questions. Three questions. That's all you're going to do. And they're going to be the same questions every single day. Okay, so the first question is, what brought me joy? What brought me joy? So if you ask it from that tone, I would recommend doing this at the end of the day. But the idea is you're going to start paying attention to the things that light up your soul, to the things that that literally do bring you joy. A lot of us are not trained to think about that or to fine tune our senses in that way. But every day you're gonna ask yourself, what brought me joy? Like what literally filled me with joyous enthusiasm, okay? Like it just lit me up, okay? You're gonna write down for five minutes about that. What brought me joy, okay? Now, number two, the next question is gonna be, what drained me? Okay, like what literally killed, stole, destroyed <laughs> my joy? What zapped my energy, right? The joy of the Lord is your strength. So what literally zapped your energy? Okay, similar thing here. You're going to write for five minutes about what zapped your energy. Okay, and then question number three, you're going to write down, what am I learning? What am I learning? Okay, so what brought me joy? What lit up my soul? Number two, what drained my energy? What literally zapped my joy? And then number three, what am I learning? What am I learning? 
As you can imagine, if you stack this and when you stack this every single day by doing this challenge, and you can even enlist some friends in doing this together with you, I always recommend sharing with people. Sharing is caring, which is why, again, sharing this podcast is a great idea. (laughs) Don't just consume. Make sure that you share and that you pay it forward, always. It's just a spirit of generosity, and you can never cultivate that enough. But share. Share this with a friend. Do this with a friend. When you have that that ability to share with somebody and to offer something new to them or a new perspective, a new insight. Again, if you listen to me, a miracle is just a shift in perception. If you can change somebody's perception, if you can lighten their load in some way, if you can really just bless them and be a source of upliftment for them, that you can't put a dollar amount on. That is so valuable. So when you do something together, not only do you get to share it with somebody, but when you get to go through it together, it's more likely that you will show up, especially if you are a doer, a high achiever, a people pleaser. If you enlist other people in things that you're doing, it is that much more likely that you'll actually show up versus if you said that you're going to do it for you, there's a tendency that you'll bail out for you. Okay? So when you enlist the support of other people, doesn't have to be many, could be one, two, right? Do this for 30 days, okay? But follow these final steps too. This is really important. So at the end of 30 days, this is where it gets really exciting. And the excitement momentum builds the entire time because you know that you're building to this end point, okay? So on day 30, not only are you still going to answer the three questions, what brought me joy, what zapped my joy, and what am I learning, right? You're going to take yourself out to dinner. You're going to treat yourself. You're going to make space for you. You're going to go on a date with Y-O-U. You can do it. It's not weird. In fact, you should be dating yourself before you're with anybody else. Side note. Okay, so you're going to go on a date with you and you're going to bring your journal, your 30-day challenge journal, okay? And you, during this time, get to go through this journal and read it for the very first time. And what you're going to start to notice is that there's patterns, okay? There's patterns to the things that that bring you joy. And a lot of times, again, we're not wired to look for that, to pay attention to that. There's also patterns for the things that drain you. Okay, and these, strangely enough, are often things that we continuously engage in without even thinking about it. Now, the other piece, what you're learning, what's interesting here, we learn often when challenged or when tested. So the very things that make us uncomfortable in the moment, we often learn the most from. And when you see all of the lessons that you're stacking and building up, It's very powerful because it does create themes and it does highlight different things that you're learning or what perhaps the season might even be about. And what happens after 30 days? You have way more clarity than you've ever had because you probably haven't been showing up and actually reflecting on your life and asking yourself any questions for some period of time. So intentionally showing up and doing this gives you valuable insight and intel for how to move forward into your future with more clarity, with more simplicity, with more ease and joy, okay? Which inherently then is strength, cool? Now, 
As I said, if you do do this, which I encourage you to do with buddies, accountability buddies, spiritual running buddies, whatever you want to call them, if you do do that, you still want to go out and do this reflection on your own first, okay? Then you can have a date or a special meetup where you all can come together and share what you've uncovered, but don't do that first. Don't skip that step. Make sure that you make space just to show up for you and reflect and receive and just really allow yourself that treat, okay, to actually explore what you've been discovering. And then you can share that and and meet up with your accountability buddies and share all the insights and lessons and bless them by the power of your testimony and what you're learning. This is such a beautiful challenge. It's something that, again, brings light and life. It's something that I recommend doing often. You know, people tell you to keep a gratitude journal, but I think that that's kind of lazy and people are over that, strangely enough. If you don't have a solid why and if you're not building towards something, it's really easy to just let that slip away. Okay, but if you're building towards something and you know that more clarity around whatever, you can actually set an intention for this if you want to. More clarity in your relationship, more clarity with your job, more clarity with your purpose, more clarity with your, you know, business, whatever it might be. But you can have some intentions prior to doing that too, if you want to set those at the beginning. But the most beautiful thing is how you evolve and the patterns that you uncover and the self-discovery that happens and even the spiritual journey that God takes you on. Because when you're still, you can know. (laughs) God can reveal things to you, right? But you have to get still enough to be able to receive. And so it's such a beautiful gift to give yourself, listen, 15 minutes a day. You can give yourself 15 minutes a day. You know, before you go watch that show, give yourself 15 minutes, right? Before you go try to get a treat in the pantry, give yourself 15 minutes, right? Before you go phone a friend, give yourself 15 minutes, right? Before you try to just go check your email or jump on social media, give yourself 15 minutes. You can do it. And what's at stake with you don't is living in chaos, in confusion, being easily influenced, right? Falling into stress and overwhelm and just allowing that to be your norm, right? I was speaking with one of my clients today and he was talking about how it's really just interesting how he's been living with a lot of frustration and stress, but he feels like he can't you know, share that with anybody. It's just his burden to carry. And what he wasn't accepting was that living that way is actually a choice. Like you get to choose the emotions that you live in every day, strangely enough, right? Like you do get to choose that. A lot of times we think, well, I can't control how I feel, but you can't activate what you do want to feel. Okay. So for example, he was living in frustration, (laughs) overwhelm, and anger. Okay, these are emotions that he's very comfortable living in. I know how to live in these. I know how to operate in these. I know how to um, hustle, right, and get results from this place. But on the contrary, what he doesn't know how to do is he doesn't know how to live from peace. He doesn't know how to live from joy. He doesn't know how to live from wisdom. 
okay? Which is a very different sort of way of showing up. One is of ease, the other is of resistance. And you can only imagine if he started changing his emotional home, if you will, and the key emotions that he lives in every day, he will create a different quality of life for himself and everyone he interacts with. Big deal. Big, 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 big deal. Okay. So another thing I, for example, was working with my own coach because I believe that every coach should have a coach. (laughs) If you've listened to me for any period of time, you also know that I have my own advisory board. So I'll have you know, my spiritual advisor, I will have a mentor of some kind that's stretching me. I will have business coaches from time to time and people that will help me stretch and evolve that way. I will have my own personal coach, therapist, just depends on the time and season. But I believe that that's just part of me functioning at my highest capacity. And we all have blind spots. So it's really important for me to be working with a coach to take care of my mental health and my emotional health. And I would encourage you to do the same. If you do want to learn more about coaching, you can visit julianapage.com. I'm happy to share details about coaching. I personally have been coaching since 2009, so I am not new to the game by any stretch. And I'm happy to answer any questions that you might have. Back to the story. So I was working with my coach and... um, you know, she was starting like, what do you want to talk about today? And I was like, you know, it was interesting. Like I was being intentional here. I was preparing for this call and I wrote down like three different things that I just feel like have been coming up for me. And I wasn't sure like which one had more, you know, like energy around it or which one had a greater sense of urgency or just was tugging at me harder. And so she was like, well, could any of them be connected in any way? And I hadn't even considered that which is one of the great things about coaches too. They challenge what you're thinking. (laughs) And what I found was they basically all were connected, okay? And what I uncovered was that I had been creating this definition of success, but creating a case for disappointment because disappointment was normal. And if I could create a case for disappointment, right? So if I'm feeling disappointed, if I'm feeling uncomfortable, if I'm feeling discouraged and that's normal, right? Then I create a case for why I'm disappointed so that I can try to fix it rather than allow myself to just feel it. And maybe that's okay. Like I can feel disappointed or I can feel discouraged and that's okay. I don't have to like just work through that emotion and get rid of it. Like I can actually feel it, right? And then decide what that's going to mean for me, okay? So what I realized in working with this coach was that I had made it a habit to live in disappointment or to expect disappointment and prepare for it rather than expecting things to go well or trusting that in things are unfolding exactly how they're designed to or meant to, or expect or just uh, really surrendering to, to being in the present and accepting that I'm exactly where I need to be doing exactly what I need to be doing, right? And if it were, if I should be doing anything different, I would be, right? So what I had a tendency to do though, was look at, you know, why it's not successful or this is what success would look like. And because it doesn't look like this, then it's not successful. Very like black and white thinking, but again, creating this case 
for disappointment. So what I'm holding up here is that I had gotten used to or comfortable living in disappointment, so much so that I just expected it. So if I created a case for it ahead of time, then I wouldn't be disappointed when it happens. Or if I was, then I'd be prepared for it and I could just move on. Okay, but this is a cycle or this is a loop if I didn't catch it. And this is connected to different life areas. So this could be a potentially really big problem when it comes to these different life areas. Right. But if I can uncover, oh, like what if I'm not living in disappointment? What if I'm living in joy? What if I'm living in trust? Right. Then my thoughts are going to be different. And then the actions that I take are going to be different. And I'm not going to have the same results anymore just from changing the emotional home that I live in. Okay, so this is an example of just what a little piece of clarity can do to change your life. Okay, now I do know that I'm sharing a story from a coaching session, right? However, that paired with doing a clarity challenge, you just accelerate the level of revelation and clarity and wisdom and focus that you can actually access. And as you can imagine, the more clear you are, the more effective you can be as well. Okay, so that is the clarity challenge. My recommendation again is to do this for 30 days to partner with a buddy and allow the excitement to build momentum to the point where you get to actually discover what lights you up what drains you and what you're learning so that you can maximize the season that you're in. You don't have to just go through things. You can actually grow through them and gain so much wisdom, gain so much understanding. You can learn the lessons when you need to learn them so that you don't have to keep repeating them. And you can give yourself this beautiful gift. You're welcome. All right, that is what I have for you, the 30-day clarity challenge. If you do it, I would love to see some of your lessons. You can screenshot them and email them to me. I might even share some updates on the podcast about these testimonies. So feel free to share those with me. Again, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and do that now and visit julianapage.com on the podcast page. Fill out that form to get your free gifts. And until next time, stay blessed.